0: Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast for The Love of Cinema, a movie podcast, where our motto is, Ooh. we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 312B. Be. Thank you. Post the second episode for the week, we will now discuss our thoughts from White Noise on Netflix. Thoughts with, is in
1: quotations.
0: <laughs> with you for that discussion, Grayson, all white people have a favorite Elvis song, Maxwell. Roger, death, death, I love death, Stillion, and Chris, Dilar, Bonn. Oh yeah, that's good. for the For the episode discussing Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody, including the whole box office breakdown, what's streaming, and trailer talk. Check out episode three twelve a posted on Tuesday, January tenth.
1: So look, if you got to this point and you still haven't seen it, go watch Puss in Boots. It's better than the Whitney Houston. Movie. Puss
0: in Boots is excellent. It is nine. It's better than both these movies combined.
1: Ooh, yeah, good point. <clears throat>
0: All right, let's look foreshadowing at... foreshadowing the... again early. <laughs> A little four. So the tomato meter, a little higher on this one, 63. The audience score, a 32. <laughs> yeah,
2: makes
0: Good me... job, audience. Good job, audience. Rod, do you want to grab the meta for, for this one? 66. That's not terrible, but that's about right More in line with the tomato meter. I don't
2: honestly.
0: I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not going to be the guy who's like like one of those pinky guys, like actually in my Aspen and driving in my Aston Morton. Not gonna be that guy, but I think it deserves a little better than thirty-two. Let's get some particulars out of the way. All right, this is, of course, where Netflix just throws money into a fire. This movie
1: costs a hundred million dollars. <laughs>
0: like there are so Sorry. many, there are so many young filmmakers that would make a movie ten times as good as this for one one hundredth of the budget. All right, Adam Driver, Sir? Greta Gerwig, Rafee Cassidy. Som Sam Navola, May Novola, Don Cheadle, Jer- Jody Turner-Smith, Andre 3000, always like to see him. Lars yes. Edginger, directed by Noah Baumbach. It's also adapted from a book, which is important. Is. Written by, well, the script written by Noah Bombach. Roger, oh boy,
1: what's White Noise about? Uh, the White Noise is about a family going through like this weird segue in their life. Getting from point A to point B, where basically all kinds of stuff happens, and then nothing really happens, and they're all fucking weird. So, this is the movie we get. Um, at some point, you know, normally we try to tell you what a movie's actually about. Uh, all jokes aside, good luck. Let's start with
0: discussing. Okay, so this is Netflix. This is, of course, huge budget Netflix. Adam Driver, Greta Gerwig. Um, those are two very, very recognizable names.
1: Grayson, let me ask you a question before sure. we get started. Do you remember a couple years ago when I was telling the story about the guy on Twitter that he, uh, he does analytics for sports stuff? And yeah. it's like every time the trade deadline comes around, someone should just pay me a million dollars and I should tell them if they should make the trades or not. You're, you're saying about yourself. I, I I mean, listen, I have championed that for movies. I could be that guy.
0: <laughs> just you Just give Netflix me the pitch. 99 million dollars.
1: Yeah, you just give me the pitch, and I will tell you if you should make that movie or not. Well, okay, so just... I would have saved them 99% of their budget. <laughs> so let's, okay, <laughs> what, put the brakes on. on that guy? Wait, what? He needs fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just
0: put on the brakes for one second. So right. just... Just for comparison's sake, now, Roger, we have talked Chris, I don't think you were on for either one of these Um uh, midsummer and or um what was the other one roger uh, hereditary okay okay yeah, I, I don't was think not on the podcast did you did you watch the, either one of those by chance? hereditary
1: was made to scare children well, yes, yes, yeah, I've seen midsummer
2: and what about hereditary? Uh, not hereditary. They so,
1: scare your children. You should not have them watch that. No, <laughs> at, at
2: all. It's not a. Roger always
0: makes a joke. It's a fun family film, but I don't want when anyone's my children. My
1: favorite hereditary thing ever <laughs> is when they put it on the Peter Rabbit movie several the, years ago in the Australia. Trailer, yeah, yeah. They put the trailer on, and all the little kids started crying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Okay. So, but those two, as far as this podcast, as far as the lore of this show is concerned, those are two movies that. Roger and I both agree are pretty good but they're definitely movies. Well, they're
2: uh, <coughs> they're good. They're just they're not written for people like me and Roger. They're just not. Are you saying they're like too highbrow for you guys, like written wise? No, it's would, Okay, so it, it, is the ideals behind Midsummer too much for like, you know, for your brains? Is no, 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 that's
0: that's not that's not it, it, it that's not it at, at all. It's 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 the way the story is told. Yes. That I don't, that I always have an issue with, and it's the same thing. Like, okay, for for example, I someone uh, I forget who it was that um, in one of my film classes, just in just starting college, um, one of the professors told of a, of a of a it had been a movie within ten years that the script was rejected like ten times, but it ended up winning like win like seven Academy Awards, whatever, when it was finally picked up. But it's it's one of those movies where <clears throat> if you submit White Noise. If, if you're a film student and you submit this script, like this exact script, word for yeah. word, page for word, page for page, you know, you hand the professor, the professor calls you up and uses his little like index finger, slides it back across the table and says, why don't you take another pass at this? Nothing makes any fucking sense. That's what he's going to say. So let's jump into the movie White White Noise. All right, let's go. <laughs> well, again, it's one of those like, if you take away the internet, and you take away your local newspaper, so you only have your thoughts on this. That audience score would be a zero. I don't
1: know about a zero, but it'd be pretty damn low. It,
0: oh, fine, pretty damn low. But <clears throat> it's one of those movies that the people making it think they're way more clever than than yeah, the average person. And that's so, where usually so where I'm you like this bit.
2: film.
0: No, <laughs> I, I mean, I like what one of the movies could have been. I, I like what could have been a very interesting zombie movie as opposed to the thing we got. Toxic event. Yeah. yeah, like that for like ten or fifteen minutes, that was really spooky. You know, when when he was filling the gas and the in the toxic cloud was covering the sign so you knew it was right over him. Like and it kept cutting away the lights and how no one else was around but there could have been someone. Like, that's really yeah. spooky for a man.
1: That could have been something. But okay. Driving so, through that hard ass rainstorm and Yeah. yeah
2: how about the first scene where he's where he's in his bedroom at night and his and his wife's like across the room? Oh my god, that room. that's that's a horror movie in the making. It was creepy and yeah. it was effective, but like, <clears throat> why is it here?
0: <laughs> that's that's not no. That was that wasn't the opening scene. So no, that, wasn't, that, that wasn't was, opening, no, that was no. that was twenty minutes in. I think. Yeah. About, no. I, about that. Yeah. Yeah. That was about was twenty minutes in, but so okay. So how's this movie start? It starts
2: on with like it starts out with the kids, uh, the kids arriving at college, right? Yeah, that's, that's okay. I forgot what it yeah. was. The, the 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 parade, college of, on the hill, the parade of the of the station wagons. He called mm-hmm. it or something.
0: Which he is walking, and I love how right away. I don't know if I mean right away when he's like looking out the door and like you see him. He's this decorated academic, a- academic professor. And then he sticks his hand up through his robe to fix his glasses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which is what I yeah. thought was, was pretty, 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 like when the first like 30 seconds, I thought that was pretty yep. funny. But so yeah, we're starting with kids coming to college and this guy who we called Adam driver's character, obviously a big deal because people are calling his him, Hitler studies program. Well, we haven't gotten there yet, but people are it's calling him them a big deal. You know, brilliant. The word brilliant is tossed around. And he said, I'm not brilliant, but you are brilliant. And to another professor who is doing stuff with sciencey stuff. And so that's where we're sitting with introducing of characters is. We're introduced to the driver character. Of uh, He is a brilliant guy, yet kind of quirky. Kind of. Jack Gladney kind of. is kind of quirky. So let's talk about that for a second. How, how do we, let's talk about Adam Driver for one second in the overall arc of this movie. What are we thinking? Just give me, give me your 10 second
2: Adam Driver in this as Jack Gladney. I think Adam Driver does a great job. I think he's a fantastic actor and he shows that here. I think he does fine with what he's given. I think the character he's playing is interesting enough. I think that there's something to be said about what he's a professor of. And I think that's probably more revealing within the uh, like the source material than what is shown in the movie.
1: I agree. So yeah, I, yeah. That's
2: my fiend on so, Adam Driver in this one.
0: And then Greta Gerwig is the other super big namer that's always with us. What we think about his
1: wife, uh, Baba. Babette. Um I mean, she's just kind of spacey, like a space cadet kind of person. Um does aerobics with old people. Like uh very, very eighties tropey mm-hmm. sort of character, the right? Whole, the whole movie is eighties tropey except for a few things in it. No, well, it was written about a
2: family in the eighties. Yeah. So i mean, that makes sense. Yeah, there's there's that of course. And and then so let, let me ask you something real quick. Okay the dialogue in this film feels very eighties, right? Well, it feels like it's it meant feels to be. Like... Sorry. It's, it's, it's like,
0: it's meant to be like a book. It's meant to be like the characters are narrating
2: a book, but they're actually talking to each other. So, so, okay. Okay. That may be, that, that may be why the dialogue is the way it is, but like, so let me ask you, Do either of you come from big families. I do. Okay. So I come from a big family, right? Um, there's been many times where myself and my family were living with like my cousins and their family or vice versa. Uh, just, you know, just the, that's how we grew up. Right. You know, either we were living with them. They were living with us. They saved money that way, that kind of thing. So there were like anywhere from like nine to 13 of us in a house at the same time. A lot of the times with all those people and all those kids and all those adults, we never talked like this family does. Like the way that these conversations happen, they 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 come off terribly scripted. Like they feel scripted. No well, they're, one they're talks
0: coming like off. This. They're coming off like sing songy and kind of like limericks or like dialogue on a page. That's the. I mean, that's what. That's how they come off a lot. And especially when they're like those scenes in the kitchen where they're all talking over each other. Mm-hmm. That's meant to like when you're reading a book, you know, you're you're reading very quickly the dialogue, but everyone is saying different things, and you're, you're seeing it you're reading it very fast as you go down the page, but that's kind of what it's meant to be also is it's very stylistic in the way that's chosen.
2: Okay. So like, so like that was one of the things that, that kind of like bothered me while I was watching this. Well, this,
1: this is a book. by the way. Yeah, no,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I get that, but like there have been many films that I've watched that were also books and they don't do that. You know what I mean? So it was definitely a choice, you know, like Grayson just had a conscious choice that I don't know if that helped it or, I think that hurts it because it, 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 it throws me off listening to them talk to each other. because It's like no one talks like this. And I didn't know if this was like a tropey thing they were doing in the movie as like – I couldn't tell if this was like satire or comedy in a way, like kind of poking fun at the 80s. The I 80s. think it's satire. Is it though? I, I think it's supposed to be satire, yeah. Okay. And if it is good, I kind of missed it. You know what I mean? Because – the movie has a has a weird tone thing going on with it the whole time, in my opinion, where mm. it, it, I don't quite, I can't quite pinpoint what the movie's trying to be at any given time until well, like very specific <clears throat> scenes. And then all of a sudden, I get something different a few scenes later. Anyway. Well, let's,
0: so again, how the movie opens is Cheadle talking about car crashes. Yeah. <laughs> and how like they're amazing and they're for guys and they're, they're art and they're, how own they way. should be
1: celebrated as art.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. That to me, I thought and he's was also 100%. Correct. Yes. Okay. Roger's funniest. The the Rogisms aside. Sure. But it's it's more to no. do with the theme of the movie is, you know, what's happening.
1: Are you saying this movie is a car crash? We can't look away from it. Yes. That's that's <laughs> kind car. of
0: it, though. I mean, that's kind okay. of it. Is you can't okay. like you have this morbid curiosity of what's going to happen next because the movie throws turns out nothing. Well, the movie throws weird <laughs> things at you over and over again. Yes, Roger. I I, I know you love your comment there. It's weird tonal shifts over and over again. And by definition, that can't be a good movie, right? If it does that, like good movies don't do that.
2: So like, I I don't know if, if like a movie that does a lot of tonal shifts, you know, is just inherently a bad movie. I'm sure there's some film out there that's done it and it's worked. It's just, I don't think it works in my opinion for me, for this film, because I don't know why I'm watching this. I don't know why I'm watching this. There's not a point in this film beyond like, after the first five minutes, cause I think I know what's happening. All of a sudden, I don't know why I'm watching this film. Like, is, are we watching this guy's career? Are we comparing him to the other people he works with? Are we supposed to be concerned with his family? Are like, you know, Oh my God, there's been a crash. What's happening? Mm-hmm. Like, and then like that comes in and then it's gone. Like, yep. I don't know why I'm watching this film. I don't know the ride that I'm on. All I know is, is that we have Adam driver and you know, his character and his family members who are, Being, it's decently acted, but like, there's this weird dialogue. Everything sounds weird. It's being shot in a certain style that you know is what was chosen for a reason, but there's no answer to the why. The whole time I'm watching this, yep, it feels very disconjointed, and like there's no like real thing, like clear thing being told to me. Besides, hey, this is what's on screen. Listen to my cool, to my witty, interesting dialogue, and it pulls me on this weird goddamn ride. Yeah, you you're right. Especially I mean this is also divided
0: three I didn't I wrote those down. I got to find. The, it's it's divided into several sections.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like
0: it says like num number 1, number 2, yeah. number
2: 3. Yep. The, and so like is that supposed to like, be indicative of the three act structure because I would argue too this being our B episode like I think this movie does better if it just is one and two. <laughs> like The third, like, the end of this film, the last, like, 30, 40 minutes is, like, a whole different movie and weird. And I don't understand. Disconnected. Yeah, well, it's almost like we've already done it. So, like, we have a start to the film, and then there is, like, there is all the stuff that happens, and then we have a resolution at some point, right, with the way that, like, Act 2 ends. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we go on this other weird ride with her and her medication like this very weird outside of what we've already experienced ride with her medication. And I just don't understand what the film's doing at that point compared to like what we've already gotten, which I feel like was actually probably a good enough story on its own. If they wanted to just extend what we got out of, out of you know parts one and two, instead of going into part three at all, because part three becomes this weird zany, like unbelievable ride at that point. Whereas everything else was kind of like grounded in some sort of reality and almost interesting and almost clever. And then whatever the hell happened.
0: Part three is more believable than the weird act two with the, with
2: the, of course it is with the everyone evacuate now like that. Come on. You don't, you don't think that everyone evacuate now in something with something like that happening. Isn't a, isn't an actual thing. well, it's 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 less believable less likely
0: than some guy who's who who knows his wife is taking medication doesn't know where she got it but founds out that she found out she was coerced into having sex in a hotel room for it i think mm-hmm. that's more likely than the
2: yeah and it's, it's believable that he goes there with a gun, shoots the guy two times. The guy doesn't die, anyway. I that was, and, then, uh, and then shoots them both. And then they both work together and are instantly good and happy again. And then drag this guy to a weird nun hospital, and then they yes. all get treated. in their I own mean, line.
0: look, the more narrow you get, yeah, that, the, the less believable. But the more broad you get, the I mean it. But all three acts are ridiculous. I
2: mean,
1: yeah, all three of these act things are fine.
2: absolutely ridiculous. just <laughs> happens it, in
1: Act One for it to not. That's be fine. why it's not fun. <laughs> Mm. So I want to talk about Noah Baumbach for just a second. Okay. Right, okay. So Noah Baumbach makes weird movies. Okay? Uh, okay, so this is what fine. he does. Okay. All right. Whatever. So his last three movies, this one, the one directly before this, though, so is an incredible movie. He did Marriage Story with his Adam Driver. With Adam and Driver. And yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. That movie's great. Excellent movie. You know, very good. The movie before that, do you remember what the movie before that is, Grayson? Do I you don't, know? not by it's name. It's the Meyerwitz story. Oh, on Netflix, also on Netflix with, the um, with a... Dustin Hoffman, Ben Stiller, yeah. Adam Sandler. Yeah, that was an okay movie. That movie is similar to this. It's weird. Okay, like it's it, it's just like his thing. Um, but the one reason I brought this up about Noah Baumbach is because I think he wanted to adapt this novel this book because somebody told him you couldn't ever adapt this into a story. You can't do you it. No, and I think he did it to just be like, I fucking did it. He let that guy in the eye, yeah. drank some whiskey, yeah. said challenge, accepted, and then went and did it. <laughs> yeah, but then the guy watched me and went like, This doesn't even count. Take it back. <laughs> and,
2: and he went, fuck it, I made it. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean
0: <laughs> let's look let's talk about Adam Driver's character again with the Hitler studies. That very impressive kind of back and forth speech he gives with Who's the other guy? Don Cheadle? Don Cheadle, Cheadle is, is the fantastic. other yeah, the awesome other guy Japanese in the room. Japanese but they're drawing parallels between Elvis and Hitler. Yep. How they're they're showing you how cool yeah. how very similar their lives are. And then of course the the driver character steals it in the end He like pops
1: up from the window.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, he what well, but again he I thought there was going to be something to that because he excuse me, he disappears and then he's just there. So I thought, okay, Something's going on. Something doesn't – something is in someone's mind or something is really weird here. So I thought that's the first indication. He just disappeared and then reappeared up the window. And he just does this whole thing. And then as he's talking about Hitler, like when when his – um he like – he's talking about how Hitler was surrounded by people who just like were mesmerized and listened to him. And then by the end of that – this happened several different times in the movie, three or four different times where there's a character – I think it was him. He was his son, and it was someone else related to him. About people are standing around him, giving an ovation to something they just heard, like very Hitler-like. So I thought, okay, we're going to go down that road, and we kind of, kind of sidestepped and didn't. So again, I asked the viewer if you, I asked someone who thought this was a hell of a movie, where did it get you? At what point are you like, okay, this is worth investing my time in? Because there's several different times in this movie where you just kind of, especially when they're, and we're jumping a little ahead, but when they're at this camp, Camp Daffodil, whatever it was, set up to. The Boy Scout camp. And then all of a sudden we're just back. Back in the supermarket, life is normal again. Like, what happened? How do you get from there to there?
1: um they just kind of went back to normal because
2: you remember that one it it skips ahead nine days (laughs) well you remember that what an arbitrary number of days too right just nine yep
0: well you remember the grindhouse movie that tarantino did Mm -hmm. where it was two movies death proof and i think planet terror and in Mm -hmm. death proof or plant one of them was the zombie movie with with michael being in it they've escaped they're all they're all sitting down in the house having dinner, and then the screen does missing reel, which is what happened back then. And then the zombies are in the house, everything's on fire, <laughs> everyone's <laughs> everyone's almost dead. Bean's character is running around without an arm. It's just like what happened? How did you get there? You need more, but like the Tarantino one makes sense because that's supposed to be kind of a comedic effect. Well, yeah, it's
1: supposed to be funny and supposed to slide but right through.
0: This one, you're just they're in the worst kind of situation. Where you don't know what's going on with that toxic crap. We know that he wasn't—he was exposed to it. Which, by the way, technically, the car is sucking up air from outside, so everyone is exposed to this thing, whether you're standing outside or not, you're exposed sure. to it. So let's just get science—sciencey there. But but I would never lie to my doctor.
1: <laughs> the
0: doctor also super fucking weird doctor.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Most people when they leave, they stop being patients, but not me. When I leave, I don't stop being a doctor.
1: I don't get to stop being a doctor. Like. Really? Who wrote this?
0: Who wrote if my this? doctor
1: said weird shit like that? I would never go back to that. You'd doctor. be like,
0: I'm going to get a second opinion. Please don't ever call me again.
1: Exactly. No, I'm going to get a new first opinion. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you got you guys with me so far.
1: I am. Yeah. So Chris is indisposed. Chris is okay. So
0: what's going on, Roger? And through your mind when all this is going on, let me just ask the question: Did you, first of all, did you watch it with your wife?
1: I did. She punched out about the. <laughs> Halfway through, she's like, I, "What is? Know. Why are we watching this?"
0: Yeah, she's like, "I got, the, I no, got, I, I got to go.
1: Adult. I got a kid to look no, after." It's so fine. okay, so I'm having a conversation with my wife about this. She's like, "Why are we watching this movie?" And I, I legitimately look back at her and go, "I don't know, but I have to." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I a little insight
1: to, into what it's like watching some of these movies. I expected no, you wait.
0: to say, "I don't know." Grayson's making us or something. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's... No, The worst part was this was my idea. I chose this movie. You, you, you did. You really did. I uh, I wasn't looking at this at all. But no, it's there's some weird stuff going on here. But it doesn't make it.
1: It may look at least it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I I would say okay. At most points of this movie, it's interesting. However, at no point does any scene really come to a really entertaining resolution. Does it? Well, I mean, like you, you get some, you get some interesting stuff. Like the, we get some drama with them driving from the storm cloud and in the rain, and then, and then
0: floating down a river and then driving out of the
1: river. Yep, we we get that. That's an interesting scene. But like, like, what's happening? I also uh, again, it's when.
0: When she's going to take one of the things, when they're at the camp, Camp Daffodil, she has mm-hmm. another one of those Dilar pills mm-hmm. that, again, it's kind of the, the whole mystery behind these pills. And then, as the camera is slowly tracking in on her and like coming closer and closer, and like then looking down her hand, someone says something about take the red pill or the blue pill. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That had to, that has to be. Kind of an, an anachronistic reference to the Matrix, right? I mean, sure, whatever pill you take it doesn't matter. It's all fucked to begin with. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what. So, I thought that was really interesting too. But as long as we're going on, what I actually followed the last story the most. The, the 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 part with the pill and the the wife and the pill and the guy in the hotel. Even though that was so out of that was so far beyond anything that was like realistic whatsoever.
1: Well, I mean, when it, when you end up with. Having someone, you know, telling you that she paid for these pills by banging some dude wearing a ski mask and he she says, I didn't want to tell you because men are men are killers and you jealous rage. He's like, I'm not going to do that. And then immediately was like, I'm going to do that. And then he ends up finding this guy in this shitty hotel and just has the worst effort to try to kill him ever, and I, I don't know, man. I really love li-
0: really love when they're, first of all, they're dragging him out not in, like, daylight, but in plain view of front of this motel. They're dragging him on a carpet. He could be dead. They don't know. And and then she says, what was your plan? And driver responds with, I, I, I came to shoot him, but I fucked that up. <laughs> 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 that was pretty funny. I actually laughed out loud at that part. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of stuffed him in the car. But it's just, it's so strange what's going on and like it's so disconnected with i guess this could work as a book better than a movie because you have more time to at least explain what's going on than a movie you don't really have all this time but man it's some weird stuff so let's talk about the family for one second let's talk okay. about the family his, his, his family so they have one kid together his name a young boy named wilder. wilder they she has a daughter he has a son and where's the other kid
2: come in uh, he has, he has, he has three, he has two kids. She has
1: one kid and they have one kid. Okay. Okay. Two. So, okay. That's how it goes. But he's got two kids from two different marriages before that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: okay. That's how it goes. So let's talk about the family then, how they're living in this house. Um, It looks to be on like 1.25 incomes. Like she doesn't, what she does can't bring in that much. So they're, you know, they have family dinner. They're all, the, none of them ever acknowledge any of the, anything that's weird you know, outside of what pertains to the story, they don't really talk about anything. Nope. Uh, and then it's just, it's a strange, if it's supposed to be some kind of contemporary look at a family, which we read the IMDb description before this, what are we looking at? Is it how a family tackles certain things that they come to it? Is that what we're supposed to take away from this? You know, a family tackles fear and death, both of which are huge themes in this movie, death being one of them. Death is referenced five or six times in this movie. What are we? Yeah, to, I mean, what are we to walk away from this with? Especially the way it ends. What? Did you guys watch that the credit sequence also?
2: Yeah, the the, the musical number in the grocery store.
0: Yeah. yeah, the the one musical number that Whitney Houston couldn't fit in.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, twenty million dollars of the budget went to that musical.
0: God, yeah. what a waste! Yes. what a waste of money that was.
1: But um, it's just you know everything's like a bunch of non sequiturs with. Yeah. Uh, with the kids all talking. They're all talking about their own thing. No one's really talking to each other except in snippets. Yeah, and usually, besides the, the toxic cloud thing, the toxic event thing,
2: nothing that the kids say actually pertains to the story in most cases. It's just kind of chatter, except for like when it's very much a part of the story and it's not like you have to find it. The, the movie gives it to you as, hey, this is important, what this kid's saying whether it be the daughter talking about, you know, the medication that, you know, that mom's on or the son talking about, you know, all the things he's he's heard and figured out about, you know, the toxic event that's happening, like it's just chatter unless like the movie's like buried like putting the other stuff right in front of you. So it's it's not that like it's clever in that sense either. It's just kind of here's your background noise and then oh, this is important, so here's the kid saying it cuz the book had the kid say it. That's mm-hmm. how it was, what I feel it comes off as.
0: But So I have another question for you guys, and this might be better right smack dab in the middle of the conversation is, mm. if you look at this and adapt the source, your, your job is to adapt this. Why not – I mean, look, books and you know, songs, whatever, are adapted to the screen for – I mean, you can do it anything, a hundred different ways. As we just talked about with Whitney Houston, you, there's, seven, there's like five or six different angles you could have pursued. So when you adapt this, do you do it as nonlinear as the book might suggest? Or do you do it like, okay, I'm going to adapt this, but I'm going to do a through line, and this is about a family coping with tragic events as they go. Or do you do it like this?
2: I mean... Well, I don't
1: know what this is. Well, the, 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 the,
0: well this I mean, this is the product that we got. It's so the weird, what? like, talking in limericks, talking in written dialogue on the page instead of actual
2: script dialogue. It's, it's very strange. I think that generally, if a film was going to use source material that you should stick as close to source material as you can while making a a sensible film. But I think that they used the book as the actual script here. And I don't know if that's a good decision or not. I think it was a creative decision to do something outside of the box, which is ironically doing it exactly in the box in this case because you Hmm. used it as a script. But So maybe as a creative choice, they were going for something different in that sense, but I don't think it works because it just feels weird and awkward, and I think that reflects in the general opinion of the film.
1: Well, yeah, most of the movie comes off as weird and awkward.
2: Yeah, it really does, and it's not just because of the subject matter. It's like the dialogue feels a little bit off. Well, and the interactions between
1: characters Hmm. are weird and off. Yes, and...
2: and I think that maybe from pulling straight as... like. As a as a booked for script, I, I could be wrong on that, but because of that, I think I think that plays into it at least, and I don't think it's a positive thing for the film.
0: I don't think so either. I really don't. I again, I, I could go on a whole diatribe for hours about this, but I, I think the way they chose to do it is it's weird, and I like, think I, I think this only gets greenlit on Netflix.
2: Well, okay, and that's while that's fair. I think that I have to give kudos for them for them committing to the source material in that sense. Cause it, a lot of times you see source material get bastardized. Do you see the opposite of this? Sure. You know what I mean? So, you know, I have to give some credit on that. Now I don't think that's going to, it's going to help them in my scoring of this film. And like what, what I took away from my experience, because in my opinion, it was the wrong call to make to go so hard into pulling directly from the book as your script. But you know, I, I, I can see, that that's what they did, and I can give them a you know give them a plus for it or commend them for it because it's not something you usually see. So that's, that's kinda, it's kind of it's kind of cool that they did that, but sure. sure, it wasn't. I don't think it was the right choice.
0: Well, here. one thing that Chris, when you you texted, you had to step away for a second. I I said something. I don't know how you said on this. If nothing else, at least you're watching and thinking. Okay, this has to be. If nothing else, interesting because none of it's linear and none of it makes any sense. But if it doesn't, it has to be interesting, right? Or you lose everything.
2: I mean, no. It, it, just because it's different doesn't make it interesting. Some, some things are different and they're bad for it. Okay. Some fair. things some things are different and they're good for it. Some things do something and it makes it worse. And I think this is one of those times. It makes it worse? So okay.
1: I, I will make a statement here and then it's probably about time to score this up. Mm-hmm. So they tried something here, yeah. right? They tried to be something semi-ambitious, put a little bit of money behind something that's probably wasn't going to make a great movie and somebody's like, I'm going to fucking roll the dice and give it a whirl. Yeah. I respect somebody for doing something like that. Yeah. This just it, hey, man. <laughs> this yeah. just doesn't pull it off.
2: Now that being said, I respect the performances in this film. Again, Adam Driver's great. I think that I think Don Cheadle's fantastic in all the scenes he's in. I think everybody else that he has interact like that these characters have interactions with, I think they do a great job. I don't think that's the weak part of this film. I think the weak part of this film is just the way it's just all in the delivery of it, and I think a lot of that is the creative process of how to shoot the film, how to dialogue sounds, how it's delivered to you, and the and, and the source material they chose to add to adapt into a film. I think those are all the things that kind of make it a weird ride. All right, and not a positive way. So, two
0: questions before we move into scoring there, in the, in and yeah. they're they're short. What what descriptors are you attaching to this for genre?
1: For genre? genre?
0: Like I mean I mean how would you it's describe this drama, it, isn't it? it? Well, I mean, is it it's a drama it's labeled on IMDb as a drama comedy.
1: Dramedy. Yes.
0: So I mean I would also include satire. Um, I, I I mean as a third one.
2: Does satire you... include comedy or is that or Not necessarily. Okay, okay, gotcha. not necessarily. That's fair then. I think satire would be something I would put in that for sure. Okay, fair. Um and, it's not psycho it's kind of psychological it kind of isn't though but like the way that some of the stories break out especially with like the end of end of act the end of chapter two and a lot of chapter three it is a little psychological in 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 the way it's delivered so i i could put it in that in that genre as well because it's a lot of like you know like just like the way the human mind works it is trippy yeah it, it can be at times
1: Okay. I I think I think satire is probably the way this is supposed to go. Mm. Um, past that I couldn't tell you. Yeah.
0: So question number two is
1: nonsensical. (laughs) Yeah, that's I mean that's what it is. It's nonsensical.
0: So okay, so question number two. And as we always ask, we a lot of times ask this question with the streaming films is does this does this only exist? Because Netflix apparently is burning money left and right in a fire, or does this? Is there a universe where this ever existed in as, as a theatrical run?
1: Man, this what was is that? built for Netflix, right? Well, what I mean, I that? can't
0: imagine the first weekend of this movie being kind
2: at all.
1: Well, I
0: think people what was see the it. the
2: weird film that we watched that got a lot of claim. I think, I think we liked it even. It had Matthew McConaughey in it, in like the middle of it, doing some weird, crazy ass. F- oh, that shit.
0: was um Serenity. Like where he ended up being,
2: uh, it was him and Anne Hathaway?
1: No, I don't think no. that's what he's talking about.
2: It's got, like, someone's son in it. What? It's got, like, uh, the guy uh, the guy who does, like, Tony Soprano's son in it or something like that. I don't know.
1: What the hell are you talking about? I don't know.
2: Anyway, anyway, so. so
1: Now I'm curious.
2: Film, well, well, now? The film is. that I'm talking about right now, I think this feels like that film just in, just, like, Told through a different medium. Is it White Boy Rick? No, it's not. But like, so like, it feels like something that's happened before, just in a different genre. And I don't think this one works as well. Hold on, so hold I'm on, to... hold on. I have to
0: know what you're talking about now.
2: <laughs> I'll find
0: it. because no, there, there's not. White Serenity was it? With he, they, they were all NPC characters. From it turned out they were all NPC characters from no, it no, the game.
2: Okay, I'll find it.
0: The beach bum between two ferns. The gentleman. Nope. We wouldn't have talked to you. That was after. Those were only the ones after you came on the show.
1: Magic Mike. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, What's
2: sad is this is more interesting than the movie that we were. We are Marshall. Yes.
0: Fair, Sahara.
1: Tropic Thunder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Scorched Earth motherfucker.
0: Oh, man. Tugs, I got it. All right. So, okay, just. <clears throat> Before, okay, Chris, I have to know what you're talking about. What are you talking I'll
1: about? Find out. He's looking up. So I'll go ahead. How about, oh, let's go ahead and score. I'll go first. All right. Well, Chris looks that up. So, so this movie is super weird. It's not for everybody and it's not for me. This movie's like a three. I didn't like, maybe I missed the joke. You know, at some points it's a little bit interesting. And then five minutes later, it's so off the rails. I don't know what's happening again. I wasn't a big fan of it um every my wife was not a big fan of it um I give them something they they tried really hard to make something here and it just didn't work for me so this movie's a three I'll
0: go next I, I'm I'm just gonna give it one above you a four
1: okay
0: um it's got some impressive talent um Adam Driver is good I don't think he's the be-all end-all that apparently Netflix thinks he is but he's good so is Greta Gerwig they're both good um I think it was an interesting idea Uh, That didn't pan out. It just just didn't, something, whatever was, whenever they were making this spaghetti sauce in the pot, they they just, they missed something integral in the ingredients and it just came out not quite what they expected. And it's unfortunate because we're never going to know that. Like they never do like, one thing Netflix should do is like after the movie, you know, the filmmakers talk about, because they have the medium to do it, so why wouldn't you, of what the original vision was and what happened. I think that would be awesome for Netflix to do, but again, they'll never do that. But And we'll also never get director's cuts of things or anything like that, which is unfortunate because I mean, one streaming service has already done that. So why shouldn't we get those? But a four I think is where it sits. I, I was intrigued more than I wasn't, but again, I, I never had answers to 150 questions that I have. So there, Chris, what, what about you? Did, you? did you find out what that
2: was? I, I didn't, but, We'll talk about it afterwards because we'll find it right after that. But anyway, this movie's a three and a half. This movie wasn't good. This movie was confusing. This movie, I think they tried to do something that is interesting, but I don't think it translated well on screen. And be, despite the the positive performances in this film, I don't think the movie comes together in a cohesive way that's interesting enough to hold the to hold attention unless you have to watch this film like I did. I
0: agree. I agree with that. That's you know. I'm glad that we're all kind of on the same page there. No one's like you know what it was a nine like ah. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> it. Not that I, you know, whatever whoever's given a nine, give it a nine, but it's just I didn't see it like that. But all right, gentlemen, we have done another one, a quickie, if you will, for the week. Yes. All right. This has been episode 312 B of For the Love of Cinema, a movie podcast. Each new episode posts every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast series of your choice of the following five: Apple Podcasts, Podbean Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment rate subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell one
1: I am at Rod Stillian.
0: I am Christopher. I have no Twitter. He has no Twitter, as he usually says. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, always posting things on social media. Send us an email to ForTheLoveOfCinemaPodcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at M3GAN. And well Megan, the horror the horror robot. And do that. Say
2: M3 M3 Gen, because that sounds better.
0: Gan. And next week we're gonna take a look at M3 Gan and the Pale Blue Eye on Netflix with Christian Bale.